We're young. We're dumb. But we care about the environment. Hey guys, this is the Young Earth Activist or Yeah Talks podcast, brought to you by me, Khan. And Donnie. We're two high school students who will explore several topics such as student environmental activism, current world events, and more fun talks with each other. Stick around for some important conversations, fun discussions, and even some special guests on our podcast. This is the Young Earth Activist Podcast. My name is Khan. And my name is Johnny. So to start us off, you might be wondering what the Young Earth Activist Club is. And in fact, it is a club at DuPont Manual High School where students work on different projects, campaigns, and presentations based on bettering the world, both environmentally and socially. Within the club, we have a few different groups. So first off, the government group. Right now, they are working on finding ways to support environmental legislation and are working to try and get Kentucky and mainly Louisville to agree to a Green New Deal. And then we have the Recycle and Reuse group. They're centered on finding ways to recycle and reuse things in the community. I think one project they want to do is upcycle trash plastic bags, make rugs or mats. And another thing they want to do in person was to try and collect markers and recycle them as part of the Crayola program. Right now, since everything is pretty much online, they're also making infographics on different topics, which I saw. So topics such as what to put in recycle bins, how to get a recycle bins. So we can start with what to put in your recycling bin. Okay, so... I'm looking at an infographic right now of what to put in your recycling bin that was designed by one of the students in the club. And it just kind of goes of overviews such as like recyclable items, such as paper, cardboard, glass bottles, jars, plastics, and what non-recyclable items are. So things that you shouldn't be recycling, which I think we all need to know about because I'm sure like everybody puts random things in their oh, yeah, recycling sure. bin. <laughs> yeah. So such as like food waste, debris, styrofoam, plastic grocery bags. And definitely the used tissues and diapers. I mean, it sounds obvious, but I mean, if it's dirty and you used it, probably should go in the trash. Can't really upcycle, you know, some snotty tissues. And there's like a little message. Recycling the wrong materials does harm the environment. So yeah, I think it's really, this is really helpful in letting people know like what to recycle and not what to recycle because you can actually end up like harming the environment if you do recycle the wrong things. Mm -hmm. And I've seen videos of people in those like recycling plants, not plants, but um, sorting out the trash and some of the stuff they have is ridiculous. Oh my God. (laughs) I can only imagine. I know they must go through so much. Next, we have an infograph about how to get a recycling bin. I know that's a big thing because I don't have one and I would love to know how to get one. I actually have one, but I don't know how to get one. (laughs) Well, good for us. There are three ways to get a recycling bin. Yeah, so you can either go online. I'm pretty sure you can contact your local garbage company or look up waste container requests and just like look up recycling. I know that the city does offer like a recycling program as well. And you can also call 311. Or if you live in the city of Louisville, you can contact 502-574-5000. And when you do contact them, you will need to provide some basic information, such as like your personal information, like phone number, address, etc. So yeah, 
I think that's pretty helpful because a lot of people don't have recycling bins. Yeah, and I doubt they would know where to get one if they mm -hmm. like have no idea, like just now, no idea. So talking about recycling bins, we need to talk about the recycling process infograph that they gave us. And this is all stuff that they made themselves at school on their own time. And this is like really coherent. And probably all of these will be on the Young Earth Activists Instagram account that we have. And it's just, yeah, manual, like at yeah, manual, Y-E-A mm -hmm. underscore M-A-N-U-A-L. Look at me. I'm in my senior year. Still not sure how to spell it. But yeah, the recycling process. Step one, of course, collecting the recyclables. You can't really have a process if you don't have things you need to use. Step two, transform it into something new. Turning the stuff into something for yourself or as little gifts for others. Another, I do that a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you take a gift and you're just like, hmm, what can I do to get rid of this really quick? <laughs> you just send it off. And then, of course, step three, buying green. And that means, you know, anything from things you can reuse or things that you can repurpose easily, like shirts. You can also uh, buy secondhand and buy reusable water bottles. Please clean them. Don't let them stink up. <laughs> I know that's something that happens a lot with reusable water bottles, too. Yeah. Also, for buying green, like... I know like a lot of people use environmentally um, better options. So like not using plastic combs, using like bamboo combs mm -hmm. or hairbrushes or like using glass bottles instead of plastic bottles, just like replacing like everyday items is really helpful in just saving the environment in general. Yeah. And then they have, I know they have bamboo toothbrushes too, along with like those little tablets oh, yeah. for toothpaste. There's a oh, whole yeah. bunch of those places so that you can find them on Instagram, mm -hmm. on the internet, Amazon, even though Amazon's not too fun right now, but Amazon has places. Yeah. Then Definitely last... buy at local businesses. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, that reminds me the other day I went out to the local German like Germantown shop vintage for the Germantown vintage store they have a really nice clothes there so that's definitely a good place that whole area right there is nice and they have sales and um, discounts and stuff I've never been I gotta check that out yeah, I went when it was really snowy so that was a little scary <laughs> <laughs> I almost slipped walking into the door <laughs> Our last infograph is a way that you can upcycle or recycle some of your old jars. So making old jars into lanterns. Remember to leave the candle not unattended. Don't leave the candle alone. At the end of this, do not leave your lantern alone. Don't burn down your house, guys. Now, first step you do is gather any old jars you have lying around your house, like pasta jars, jelly containers, or pickle jars and make sure they're clean and dry before you start. So their lanterns have you collage onto the jar and that's like posting all of those multicolored tissue papers on there. And then you just repeat until you get your desired pattern and then let it dry. And once inside, you can put a little candle inside of it. You could probably use some wax and get a little thread to make your own little wicking candle. And after that, you just need Sharpies to color it however you want and place your light inside and enjoy your new lantern. 
That is pretty nice. I'd have to try that. I have a whole bunch of jars sitting I've around the house. I've never thought of doing that. Like, I just like, I've always just thought of like the old generic like fairy lantern <laughs> jars. <laughs> With like, you have to cut the glow sticks and then you just shake them into the jar. That's oh my God, I did that once. Did. <laughs> but it like failed so bad. It was it, like, it just like looked bad. Mine? The one time I did it, they glowed, I mean, at night, but then afterwards they're just stuck on the rim and probably highly toxic, but they were there. (laughs) Cautionary, probably don't do that. Probably not a good thing. Now we do have other groups. So that was only a few of the groups that we have and a little bit of the work. The next groups we have are the trainings, podcasts, and videos group, which is, you know, me and Donnie here. And she'll tell you more about what we do, but we have the Urban Heat Island group. Now in Louisville, especially, and in downtown Louisville, Urban Heat Islands are a big, big problem. And that is where you have so much pavement and not enough green space like grass or bushes or trees to take away, you know, the heat that comes from the sun. And so it gets trapped in the spaces between the buildings and kind of makes its own climate. And you can't really get out of it. And that group especially has been working last year and this year to improve the green space downtown. And our school is downtown, of course, like it's in that area. And so they were working on trying to get tree plantings down there and then seeing if we could repaint the parking spaces so it would reflect the heat and the sun. And before we move on to Donnie, we have the art show. Now, this one's a more temporary group that we have, but their current show, the show for this year, is coming up on March the 5th, and it's it's coming. We have a few submissions. This podcast will probably be aired, you know, a little bit afterwards, but it might still be up by the time it's, like, uploaded, so hopefully you all will be able to see it, but they choose a concept and they just take works from everybody and anybody so long as it's appropriate (laughs) and they just put them up to be showcased to anybody and everybody who comes I think it's like a great way to like showcase your work if you're like into like art and stuff or like music Mm -hmm. we literally accept anybody so (laughs) (laughs) the bar is low we take anybody and anything yeah Moving on, I can talk about our podcast now. So I think like when this club started around like September, I don't remember. The beginning, whatever the beginning was. The beginning of the school year in 2020. (laughs) Yeah. So I kind of like came up with this idea, but it like never really like got carried out in the beginning because you were busy with like college apps, which is understandable. There's a lot of planning too. Yeah, it is just a lot of planning, so, but we finally got to carry it out, and I'm really excited, and this is, like, really new, but the main reason why I want, like, this idea is because it gives us, like, a chance to, like, voice ourselves and, like, speak for the club members as well, and we hope to have guests on here, club members, activists, People in the community. Yeah, and we just center around, like, different environmental topics and even some research topics. And this current events going on right now, it's really important to talk about, you know, just things going on right now and get the conversation going so other people can hear about it, which I really like about this platform. For sure. And then I also think one of the biggest reasons why we wanted to do this was because now that we're online, 
the only way we really get to see people or at least talk to them is by doing things online and so we kind of were like this podcast is gonna help us spread out because it's also new because we've never done this before it's the first time we've started a podcast and hopefully I'm thinking it'll stick we plan to record you know every other week and have current events and have all these topics and guests so look forward to that yeah and I think it'll be a great thing to see so now on to our third segment the current events that Donnie and I were talking about so we are in the month month we are in the month of March which is women's history month but We're also in the midst of preparing to go back to school and seeing a lot of the, I would say, pent-up aggression. I don't even know what you would call it, but it's a lot of pent-up emotions that didn't come out before, but are coming out now against the Asian American and even just like the Asian immigrant community regarding COVID. Actually, I feel like This has been going on for a long time. Just nobody noticed it Mm -hmm. before. Because I've seen like so many of these things, so many like innocent people die just Mm. because of being Asian and just, you know, now that's noticed, I'm glad, but why didn't we notice it before? Which is my question. Yeah. And like, I think the biggest reason why people don't notice it before and full disclosure, Donnie and I are both Asian. We're both Vietnamese. We have heritage there. But I think the biggest reason why is because people don't kind of realize that Asians are their own minority and that we have, we also have all of these subcategories of who we are. I I, I think like the model minority myth also plays into that as well, because like people just think we're like, we have it well, but in reality, no, we, we do, we don't have it as well as some people think it is. And it's super, it's, it goes deeper into like the model minority myth because when we embrace it fully it is the lie that we are white like you said like we're close to white and we don't have these hardships but in fact it's just that we don't have the same hardships that comes with being super dark being super light and especially because that history of like being close quote unquote close to white comes from you know all of these like colonialist ideals that impacted a lot of east and southeast asia all the way from time before. And I know like currently a lot of Asian Americans embrace it at first, embrace all the stereotypes because when you're growing up, the model minority myth just makes you seem like the greatest, smartest kid ever. But when you when you get to an age, like when you're in high school, you kind of start to realize that it's not all that it's chalked up to be and where it lies. Right. Also, I just think in high school in general, like you start to like figure out oh, things for sure. really what they seem to be yeah and it's, it's just like goes into a lot of deeper context and there's also like the discussion of Asians being you know that gray area like we are the other like nobody knows where we are in the like quote-unquote race war between white people and black people and where we fall in our struggle half of us don't know half of us choose a different struggle as asian americans who are darker southeast asian americans versus eastern asians it's a lot of stuff that people don't talk about and now that we're in the highlight for being injured i feel like it's time for those discussions so i'm glad we are here yeah definitely i guess we should 
talk about going back to school in person that's like a pretty big that is yeah it's coming up soon too april 5th is when our school district has determined for us to go back in person and we still have the option of being virtual but that is the date that people will be going back to the school building for how do you feel about it personally i'm happy that we get to go back and like see each other but i feel like they should be putting students first especially with like mental health concerns a lot of I know a lot of people struggle with that, especially this year, because it is just so hard working from home. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're telling me. (laughs) Yeah, it's just so hard. And, you know, I'm glad we get to go back and like see each other face to face and like learn a different way. But I feel like this plan was a little bit rushed in terms of, you know, getting us back to school because Mm like, are we going to be safe? I know we're still going to have like half the students there, but our school population is pretty big in my opinion. That's true. No, and I agree. I feel like all of the classes have at least like, <clears throat> like three, three, like a thousand kids. I want to say thousand or more. It's like, I think there's like 500 kids in each grade. I'm pretty sure. So like 2,000. So. It's a lot. That's a lot of kids. But you're right. Like the concern is super there, like of how we're going to, especially during lunchtime. Like, Mm -hmm. are they going to section us off? And they've said that they will, that they'll section us off. But there's also the thing about like, how long is it actually going to take us to get in the building? Yeah, right. And like, do we have to wake up earlier? Yeah. Like that process can take us long. They'll, they're also, they're having a faculty meeting today. That's what a lot of my teachers have told me about like what exactly we're going to do when we go back. So by the next time we record this, we'll probably give up an update about where we're at. But the biggest thing for me is just like, what is going to happen with school curriculum wise? The biggest thing they want us to do at this point is just interact with each other. That's the only reason why half of the teachers I have want us to go back so we can just enjoy being there. And also finals. But like, I, I really, I just like, I, I love the idea of going back to school, but at the same time, I just don't see the point of us going back for 14 in-person mm-hmm. days. And then the other days were actually just online. I kind of see it as a experiment, to be honest, an experiment yeah. to see what would be good going into this next school year. Cause we only have three months for summer, more or less. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to find something really, really good. That's going to work for them. Yeah. Because I know a lot of kids want to go back to school and make it back to normal, but this pandemic is probably not going to end soon. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus seniors. Seniors have to go to college and we're just going to be spread out. But I think in the end, they'll have to make the right decision. There's too much. If there's too much risk, everybody's going to voice their concerns about it. So I think in the end, we'll have to have a right decision for the people and not just based on what whoever's setting the precedence is things. Yeah. And I know like a lot of other schools in Kentucky have been doing this hybrid system, but other schools are probably not like us. I don't know, but um, I really hope they take in other accounts and just try and make it as safe as possible for us because I don't know if I would like actually go back if it wasn't safe. (laughs) I don't know who would want to go back if it's not safe. Yeah. Well, I think that would be all for today. For today, that was me, Khan, with you all and Tony. <laughs> and we've brought you today the very first introduction to our podcast, YEA Yeah Talks. We hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you all next time.
Thanks for listening to the Yeah Talks podcast. We hope you enjoyed that episode and feel free to follow us on Instagram at yea.manual to see what our club is currently up to. This week's music was Balloon by Lagrumbo. Till next time, talk to you guys later on the next episode.